Welcome to Coffee with the Doc, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor with over 30 years experience helping people just like you with natural, holistic healthcare and lifestyle change. Dr. Schaefer is the creator of The Vibrant Lifestyle, a wellness program designed around six fundamental principles that when applied to your life will result in remarkable changes. Again, welcome to Coffee with the Doc, and here's Dr. Schaefer. Welcome. Glad you joined the show with us today. We're going to talk about uh, a topic that I know can be confusing for some folks. Uh, It can be confusing for me from time to time. There's a lot of information out there that may or may not be all that accurate, but we're going to talk about mold today and what uh, exactly can that do in a negative way to your health. We're going to boil it down and really make it simple to understand and why it's significant for some folks and maybe not as much for other folks. Well, the term mold really isn't a scientific term. The scientific term is a a fungi. And these are in any area of our environment. We have them outdoors and indoors. Uh, but it's a, it kind of has a very unpleasant connotation that that mold, if you will. Oh, I've got mold growing, you know, here, there, what have you. But it it uh, it it typically occurs if there's some moisture present. So we do need moisture down here in Florida. We've had uh, some hurricanes and and roofs that have leaked, where water is able to get into a home or an office building, and that water, that moisture, is able to kind of stay there. And these molds will start growing actively in those areas. Uh, certain surfaces, different types of molds grow better on certain surfaces than others. But in associated with that mold, typically there's some bacteria growing. Uh, maybe there's some uh, dust mites. There's also byproducts from this mold and bacteria metabolism that takes place. So there's some proteins and different things that are secreted by these particular organisms. And also uh, a mold is there and it's, it's breaking down uh, other uh, organic material. So we see that out in outside. It, it's kind of breaking that down a little bit. Now, there's a, a musty smell to it when it when it takes place, but the particle, if it's in your house, if you'll notice uh, things that mold is growing on, uh, typically it's not a, a real nice-looking piece of wood or drywall. The, the, the material has, has been compromised as well. So with these, there's also uh, some things that get into the air that become airborne. Some of the chemicals and gases and even the spores from mold can get into the air, which is part of what causes the smell and what contributes to any particular health issues that may uh, go along with that. So we have these terms, uh, toxic mold or black mold, that are that are thrown around a lot. And there's uh, a lot of uh, controversy, I guess, or, or certainly a lot of discord in this area. Is it really a health issue? Is it not? Uh, but I, I, I want to kind of make it simple when we get done. You'll get a, you'll get a good understanding of that. But there are some 3,000 or 300,000 species of molds that, uh, that can grow out there. They've got names for all of the 300,000 species of mold, believe it, or, believe it or not. But they reproduce, as I mentioned, by, by spores that are put off. And the spores get into the air uh, and then they land on some surface. Now, they can stay dormant for years and years and years if, if that surface is dry. But all you need is a little bit of moisture and boom, these molds will start to grow. 
in those particular areas. They're outside, they're inside, uh, they're all over the place. We have them in our food as well. So at any given time, there can be quite a bit of mold in and around any environment that you happen to be in, whether it's a, whether it's a home or whatnot. And as I mentioned, uh, certain types of mold grow better on certain surfaces. We're not going to get into all the different scientific names of all these uh, different molds, but basically they can be anywhere. And at any given time, uh, we can test an environment, and I, and I almost guarantee you that you're going to find some mold in there at, at some time or another. Now, there's some, some disagreement on how much these presence of these molds uh, correlates or contributes to human illness. And basically, it's on any end of the extreme. You can do a, a, an internet search and you'll find that uh, there's a, a number of different scientists that say, no, there's absolutely no correlation between the presence of mold and illness uh, for humans or being exposed to that, that there is any correlation at all. And then you have another group that says, oh, yes, there's a tremendous uh, amount of correlation and they've They'll list uh, study after study that show that that this is not true, that uh, molds definitely do contribute negatively to an individual and their and their health. Uh, but let's take a couple a look at, at some of the different health issues that uh, have been linked to in some way, molds that, that can grow in our homes and offices and even, even outdoors. And I, and I want to preface this and say, you know, if you have a weak area in your overall health, let's say you have some sinus issues or, or bronchial issues or lung issues, um, you will be more susceptible, more than likely, to any particular antigen, be it an allergy to some type of pet or sensitivity to mold. So one of the things is, is sinus issues that can, that can occur. Uh, some chronic sinus issues can be present uh, and you can struggle with when there's mold present. And I want you to get, grasp this understanding of how our body reacts to different antigens, different things that uh, it comes up against. So we have things that can come up against our skin. We have an immune system that starts with the skin and the mucosal linings. That's the linings like inside of your nose and inside of your mouth. That's our first line of defense, if you will, against things that kind of come up come up against our uh, our body. And our body is designed to kind of ward off those things. And I want you to think of it, and we'll make it real simple, like, like there's an army, okay? We have an army that's fighting for our well-being, protecting us against bacteria, viruses, uh, uh, mold or fungi that are out there. Anything that our body can come up against, it's, it's fighting it. So if you get an exposure to something, a one-time exposure, your body typically, most of the time, does a pretty good job of fighting that off and maintaining optimal health for you. But now if you get hit with that same thing, think of your army out there, okay, now we just start bombarding them day after day, all day long. Does that system eventually start to weaken? Does that army start to weaken? Yes, it does. And if you have a, a condition that's already there that weakens your body, you're just more susceptible to the next salvo of, of things being thrown at it. So when you have a, uh, your sinuses that maybe are bombarded day in and day out because of anything in your environment, including mold and mold spores and some of the gases and things that are put off by these 
by these molds and other things, uh, you are much more susceptible in that area. So some folks have, have talked about nosebleeds, uh, being exposed to mold time in and time out, uh, certain types of pneumonia uh, down in the lung, the bronchial area being, again, repeatedly and repeatedly bombarded with uh, these spores and other gases and chemicals that are put off by the by the fungi that are in a particular whole uh, home. So some of those bronchial conditions we mentioned asthma, but there's bronchitis, um, there is pneumonia. As a couple of them that that are more prone in folks that are susceptible that are in these kind of mold environments and they need to obviously get out of those. But again, our skin, I mentioned, is one of our defense mechanism and there have been some um, episodes of skin infections due to this kind of chronic bombarding of these fungi associated with the, the mold. Uh, in some severe cases, there have been some neurologic conditions that individuals have experienced. Uh, these uh, skin infections, but there's also rashes that can take place, uh, which is an irritation on the skin where your skin is reacting to something. In extreme cases, uh, some has, have mentioned saying, hey, I, I'm just always fatigued because of this uh, moldy environment that I'm in. Uh, there have been some correlations. Others say, no, that's not possible. But certainly if your system is struggling overall, you're going to burn up more energy on a given day when your body is fighting things day in and day out. So you have an, an energy source that we, in a typical day, we burn X amount of calories each and every day under normal circumstances when our body is in a defense mechanism trying to heal itself or to ward off infection or an antigen that's kind of a attacking it, we use more energy, and consequently, you will be more fatigued. I see this with uh, car accident patients that we treat in my chiropractic practice. When your body's trying to heal from an injury, uh, they utilize a lot more energy, and they are a little more fatigued in that process. Uh, others have documented kind of aches and pains associated with uh, almost like an arthritic reaction to uh, mold toxicity. Uh, others in the research say, no, that's not possible. But I think indeed as our body is reacting to something, everybody's going to respond differently to that. If you have a bronchial issue, a lung issue, uh, there's a very good chance that being in a, an environment with mold in it repeatedly, that you will start to see a worsening of that particular condition. Others have mentioned uh, things along the line of, of headaches and that, if you will, that are uh, a factor associated with uh, mold toxicity in a moldy environment. But here's here's how I like to kind of simplify it. Because hey, we have uh, we have two sides of this argument. One group saying no, uh, you know, it really isn't going to cause a problem. Another a group that says yes, it's going to cause tremendous problems. I brought this particular point up in reference to uh, vaping, and and now we're seeing a, a, a increasing number of deaths associated with vaping. In other words, uh, folks that are many of which are eliminating cigarettes, but vaping and instead because it's healthier, quote unquote. Well, now people are dying from vaping. So I guess it's not quite as healthy as uh, some of the uh, individuals uh, pushing these products have said that it is. And my argument for, for that was, look, our lungs and our bronchial area, our sinuses are designed to thrive when we're taking in 
uh, wonderfully clean air. Now, there's a mechanism in there that if certain things are in the air that our body can get rid of them. But as I mentioned earlier, if you keep bombarding it and bombarding it and bombarding it, that mechanism starts to break down. And that's what happens with uh, habitual smokers, where that smoke is it has overcome that system. And the system for getting rid of some of that starts to decrease its ability to do that. But also, you're taking in chemicals, lots of chemicals, when you smoke cigarettes. There's, I think, over 60 carcinogenic chemicals in cigarettes. Well, what is in these vaping uh, uh, fragrances and everything else? Chemicals, that's right. So if you keep inhaling chemicals into your lungs, what do you think is going to happen? And do you think your body might have a reaction to those chemicals? Well, the same thing is true if you are in an, a moldy environment and there's a lot of antigens in the air. Maybe there's bacteria in the air. Maybe there's chemicals that are growing from, from the mold, the spores as well that get into the air when the uh, fungi start to uh, reproduce. And you keep bombarding your system with that day in and day out. Your system's going to be overcome and it's going to create a health problem. It only makes common sense. So what should we do? Obviously, if you if you go over to visit a friend and and you you know that you're a little sensitive, your nose tells you, hmm, I think there's some mold here. Just going to your friend that one time probably isn't going to cause any problem for you. But if that was your home, you probably need to do something about that mold that's there and get rid of that mold and clean that area up. And that's what we need to do when we know that there's mold. Uh, another big problem with mold is that it's breaking down whatever it happens to be on. So if it's in drywall, or wood or some other area like that, it's going to destroy those particular parts of our home, which is not a good thing either. But for our health, uh, these things on a repeated basis will cause some type of health problem. Some people are much more sensitive to that than other people. So I don't discount stories and testimonies from folks that say, hey, I I'm highly sensitive to mold. I get in a moldy environment repeatedly and it causes a health problem for me. I don't deny that that is accurate for that person. So it only makes sense that we want to get our environment where these toxins are at cleaned up as much as possible. You know, that's an obvious. We want to take anything that we know is a known irritant to our system and, and either remove ourselves from that or get that area cleaned up. Now, as well, uh, we want to flush our system. We want to make sure that we're properly hydrating lots of water through our system. There's some dietary changes for anti-inflammatory diet, which is pretty much uh, whole food, fresh fruit, fresh vegetable, lean meat, nothing else. Stay away from all potential inflammatory foods. That's all dairy products. Uh, the wheat products and gluten products and sugars are the, are the three big ones. There are some others as well. But you want to get your system cleaned out. Give your body an opportunity, taking some good strong uh, multivitamins, get onto some uh, essential oils for cleansing and, and rehab, and get your system uh, going again 
and working again, build it back up again, so that uh, a periodic exposure to some of these things does not have detrimental effect on you. But anyway, uh, that's simplifying this mold issue. Uh, whether one side or the other is right, I don't know. But I do know repeated exposure to things that are getting into our bronchial system or on our, sin, or on our skin or into our digestive tract that aren't good for us is going to cause a health problem. So we've got to get that situation taken care of, clean that up, remove ourselves from that situation, get our body cleansed and restored to overcome all of this. And this is a a real uh, cliff note version. There's obviously an awful lot uh, in each of those particular areas of things you need to do to respond to some toxicity associated with mold or anything else for that matter. I hope this has been of of some help to you uh, today. uh, Taking a look at uh, the mold situation that we might have in our home or office place and what you need to do to rectify that situation. Uh, Well, tune in again uh, next time for another episode of Coffee with the Doc.